Well, let's just pray to church. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just ask that you come upon us today, that we've heard your word read, but Lord, help us today to sink that into our hearts. May your Holy Spirit open up our minds and our hearts to make your words become part of our life. We just pray this in your holy name. Amen. Well, we're in um, our second week of looking at Refresh February, where we're exploring how do we refresh ourselves both physically and spiritually um, as we are starting our year off and really kicking into gear. You know, Paul was saying that, you know, January is kind of that bit of a cruisy time, especially in the life of the church. Um, but February kicks in and everything starts happening. You know, kids' church is going, you know, youth is happening, young adults have been doing stuff, church is moving on, making all these decisions and moving forward. It's all busy. I don't know about you, but has it got busy already? Yeah, I'm glad that some people feel it's got busy. There's a little bit of movement. Today, what I want to do is actually have a look at, at how we find refreshment through rest. So, kick off, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And I want you to put your hand up if you agree with this statement. Okay? So, do you know how to do that? Let me just try. Raise your hand, church, if you can do it. Okay, fantastic. Good, 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 good. Okay. Here's the statement. Rest is the reward for hard work. Okay. There's a few people that think that. Okay. Um, I'm in two minds of sharing this story with you, but I'm going to share a story with you. Um, and it's a story that, that happens because I was, I was doing a funeral for, for a close friend. Um, and I'm actually having this conversation with the widow that was left behind. And, and interestingly... She was sharing how their life had a real interesting pattern. They both would work really hard. They had well-paying careers, high-level jobs, and they would spend hours, and they would hardly ever see each other during the week at all. But she said, we did holidays really well. So they would work all this time and then they would go overseas and do a holiday and share time together and their family would reconnect and then it would be back to work and they would be completely disconnected. Life would be happening in different places. And she was saying to me, I don't know why we did that. We needed to be connected all the time, not just when we went away. I'm going to tap into another one for you. So another raising hand kind of thing. Um, and it kind of taps into our, our Protestant or um, Calvinistic work ethic. Um, and raise your hand if you agree with this statement. I feel lazy if I'm not being productive. There's a few people that are going, I don't want to say that I'm being lazy. Uh, put it put a little deeper way, you know, the, the Protestant work ethic here, if you haven't ever heard of it, it kind of, kind of emphasises a diligence in work, um, a disciplined life and a frugality, you know, being frugal in our living. Um, and if you do this, if you're being disciplined in your work, you, you, uh, you know, diligent in your work, disciplined in your life and, and frugal in your living, um, then, then when we 
we're actually living out the values of, of the Protestant faith. You know, that's, that's kind of what it's saying. So in order to kind of understand how rest restores us, um, not only physically, but spiritually as well, what, what I would like to do is to kind of understand there's a difference between work, rest, and leisure. So work, rest, and leisure. And, and, and this understanding has actually changed over the years. We now live in a world where, where the, this understanding is quite different. How, how many people feel that they have a, a sense of purpose and meaning in the work that they do? You know, people find sense and meaning in the work they do. You know, in, in our world today, we actually find that, you know. In the, world, the work that we do, we have our identity in our paid or unpaid work, you know. You, you might have retired and you're volunteering and you're helping out and doing all of those things. That's still work. You know, whether you're being paid or not. Um, but it's not always been the case. Let me say this. Having a sense of identity in the things that we do, in the work that we do, has not always been the case. And, and I'm going to put up a whole heap of Bible verses for you. So if you're following along on, on the church app, on church notes, you'll have all of these things. Genesis 3, verses 17 to 19. It's up on the screen. And have a listen to this about work. Since you have listened to your, to your wife and ate from the tree, we, we know where this is coming, right from the beginning of the Bible, the fall of, fall of humankind and, and, and eating for the tree, tree, forbidden fruit from the tree. And, and basically this happens. From the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains." By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until the ground returns from which you have been made. You've been made from dust and dust you will return. It's, it's, it's actually saying here that you have to work. It's a punishment. It's a curse. Having to work to, to get something in, in life. Work is something people kind of were forced to do. And only those who are wealthy could actually to afford to live a life of leisure. Everybody else had to work and they were forced to work. Now, so often, so many people around here feel like, oh, yeah, we've got to work because we've got to eat. We've got to do all those kind of things. Exactly. But work was not something that we found our identity back then. So back in that time, work was not something we found our identity in. It was something we did to survive because as, as we looked at the Bible from, from all that way in Genesis, it's a curse of being fallen. We don't have the fruit of God working for us. Today, let me, let me say this, today those who have high-paying jobs, careers, often find that their, um, their identity is actually found in their career and the, their choice of the career. You go to somebody that's doing manual labour, they don't go, oh, I find my identity in sitting in a line and doing a manual repetitive task. It's those that have gone through, you know, a higher education, you know, sense of purpose and, and following that, thinking that they can make a difference. So we have this notion, biblically, work was something that you had to do in order to survive. Well, now we have work as something we find identity in. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But, you know... When you have enough money to be able to live on easily, you can have leisure time. You know how I said that it was only the wealthy that could actually be leisurely? 
If you, if you actually have a look in the English um, upper class, you know, that, that's a sense of leisure. They have a sense of being able to do whatever they like whenever they please because they've got income and money to be able to back it up. Speaking of leisure, today we, we, we actually equate rest with leisure. Interestingly, we equate rest with leisure, but the two are not equal. We often, and often, and we, we do this, often we fill our rest with activities of leisure. But we can actually find rest without having to, to move into leisure. We can actually find rest without moving into this leisure space. Rest is actually stepping back from the work that we are doing in order to, to be refreshed. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit of an illustration. From my, some of you may know that I run occasionally. Um, and, and a couple of years back, I actually did the Sydney Marathon. So it's running around the you know, Harbour Bridge and around all that things. Interestingly, uh, but I've also you know, ridden down to Melbourne on my push bike kind of thing. So I love doing those like long energy kind of things. But you can actually rest while you are still working. Here's an interesting comment. So running that marathon, my heart rate was going up. I was getting really tired and, you know, I'm going, I really need to have, have a bit of a rest. So what did I do? Whip over to the nearest seat, plonk down and go, hang on, I'm not doing anything. You know, get, get out a drink and just have a little drink and a cocktail and go, ah, oh, isn't this wonderful? That, no, I didn't go into leisure mode. What I did is I slowed my pace down, slowed the pace of the work that I was doing, pulled back a bit, let my breath get back, let myself be restored while still moving forward, while still doing. So you can rest while still being active. It's actually a really interesting concept. So think about this for a moment. How do we do rest without moving straight into leisure? We live in a time when we are pretty stressed, aren't we? Where the pressure and stress of work is really upon us. Um, and, 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 the, and what we do is we seek leisure to combat that stress rather than seeking rest. We, we, we want to fill ourselves with pleasurable things rather than finding rest to help us. Let me say this. Jesus always did ministry from a place of being rested. Jesus always did ministry from a place of being rested. So Mark 6 verses 30 to 31 says this. And this is actually what, this is a pattern and rhythm that Jesus had about ministry. The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour. So they'd been out telling people about the kingdom of God. And, and, and being sent up by Jesus to go into this and told him all that they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let us go off ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. In other words, go away, come into a sense of prayer, coming back into a sense of having God's presence on our life and, and rest in God's presence um, so that we can actually go ahead and continue on in work in ministry. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles were, didn't even have time to eat. So have you ever felt like in your working career that you're so busy that you just don't have any time to even eat? How many people have done that in their work that worked all the way through lunch 
and got, got to the end of the day and gone, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a real thing. And here we're going, you actually need to be purposeful about taking time to rest because rest will refresh you and help you with what you are doing. And that is also the case with ministry and doing things for the Lord. So let's go to the Bible reading that we've, that we've had today, that Nicola brought us today. Um, and, and I'm just going to focus on a smaller section, just around rest. And Jesus said, this is how we will find rest in him. So, so we're going to jump into Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. And, and it says this. Then Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. And I, I love the illustration we had with the kids talk, carrying heavy burdens. And, you know, but how many of us go to God when our burdens are heavy? Or how many of us try and seek leisure when our burdens are heavy? Do we go to God to find rest and restoration by coming to God? Or do we go and try and have leisure and time off rather than bringing things to God when we are burdened? Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and carrying heaven burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle heart, and you will find rest on your souls. So, so taking your yoke upon you, you know, that whole, the whole thing about the oxen um, and, and plowing the field. This is, this is an agricultural image here. And, and Jesus is actually saying, you're not going to just sit back and do nothing. This is not leisure. But this is actually work. You are going to continue to work, but you are going to find rest in doing it with me. You know that whole illustration about being active and working and resting and being able to pull back and let the energy come back? When, when you are yoked with Jesus, when you bring your burdens and your heaviness with Jesus, you can continue on. And Jesus will carry that and share that burden with you. Okay, so as I said, this concept that Jesus is talking about, about rest here, is not one of leisure. It's one of shared burdens, of remaining active, of being rested because you're no longer trying to do it all on your own. You know, when we try and do everything on our own, we actually find that we burn ourselves out. And this is something that I can actually speak from experience because I actually have felt burnt out. I've had a moment in my time when I tried to do everything by myself. In ministry, in, in life, and when, when things start happening that you just can't cope, you try and do it and you get yourself burned out. We need to learn to have that rhythm of pattern and behaviour that we have when we come back into God's rest. It's not just a New Testament thing. Let, let me just say this. This, is, this whole notion of resting and being restful and, and, and being resting in God is not a, a New Testament thing. I'm going to share with you um, some Old Testament concepts around the Sabbath that will help us understand how important it is for us to rest and how this was a pattern of God's own life and own character about work and rest. 
and having that there. So, so we, we're actually going to go all the way back to Genesis 2, uh, verse 2 to 3, and we're going to share that on the screen for you. And, and you may have, may have heard this before. This is the story of, of, of creation and of God's creating six days and resting. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So this concept of Sabbath is taken even further than just a, a rule that you go, you can't do certain activities and certain things because it's considered work. We take this and, and, and we have to understand how that helps in resting. So this concept of Sabbath is, is then pushed even further in, in, into the, the way that you, you, you work your, your land and your crops, the way you deal with um, your animals um, and livestock. It's not just for you, it's for all of your life. So it's not about you sitting back and going, okay, I've worked six days, I can sit back on the seventh day, do nothing, but I can have everybody else work around me. It's actually about having the whole of everything in front of you coming into this pattern of work and rest, of, of being restored. Let me, let me read from Exodus 23, verses 10 to 12. And it's, 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 it's a wonderful thing about finding rest. And actually that whole motion, notion of rest that creates restoration. So here is plants and harvest, plant and harvest your crops for six years. Notice the six and seven that coming through. Plant and harvest your cross, crops for six years, but let the land be renewed and lie uncultivated during the seventh year. So that's the whole notion of letting that whole land rest. We, we use the term fallow. To just to let it sit and, and just do what it's going to do in that space. Let the poor among you harvest whatever grows on its own. Leave the rest for wild animals to eat. The same applies to your vineyards and olive groves. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but on the seventh day you must stop working. This gives your ox and your donkey a chance to rest. It also allows your slaves and your foreigners living amongst you to be refreshed. Notice that word being refreshed because of rest. Notice that notion that you're working and then you have a time of rest. Rest provides refreshment. Physically, through the, you know, letting the land lay fallow. Through physically stopping. But there's a, there's a deeper concept there. And, and it comes in that, that rest moment is a time of holiness, a time of bringing ourselves back into God's presence. Not that we've ever been away from God's presence, but making it front and center, of having it so it's part of who we are. From the very beginning of the Bible, the story of creation, we find work and rest as a pattern of life. All the way through to Jesus' ministry, we're seeing work and rest as a pattern of life, of being restored because we take time to send and come back into God's presence. There's a, there's a notion that I want to share with you when we're thinking about rest and being refreshed by rest. It is actually about abiding in God. 
So there's this, and if we read in John's Gospel, which we were just in a moment, there's this whole notion about being fruitful, which is to do work, to have things that happened, and to be fruitful, we've first of all got to abide. And that is resting in God. So just being in God's presence, not being active, not trying to do other things, but just being in the presence of God. And we move from that abiding, staying in that being abiding, so that we can be fruitful. So it is actually having that rest, helping us restore so that we can work and be fruitful for what God has given us. So let me share from John 15 verses 4 to 5. And it says, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I'm reading from the New King James Version here because it has abide rather than, you know. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you cannot do anything. This is the, this is the thing about having that rest. It's a sense of abiding in God's presence. It's not a sense of just sitting back and doing leisure. It's a sense of being in God's presence and really heightening that, spending time in prayer, spending time in reading the Bible, spending time just meditating upon God's word and activity in his life. See, it's interestingly in John's gospel that, that the word that he uses that we translate as abide is used 66 times throughout that gospel. It's, a, it's, it's an important concept of, of resting in God, of being in God, of, of abiding in God's presence, letting God's presence flow over you and become a part of you, releasing the work, the tension, everything else, and letting it be a part of who God is has created you to really be. I'm going to put this statement up on the screen for you. Work does not define who you are. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ. It's such an important statement for us to think. The work that we do doesn't define us. Christ does. And so when we think about work and rest... It is about bringing ourselves back into Christ's identity for us and what God has done for us. So I'm going to invite the band to come up and just start playing because I'm going to invite you. If you have been struggling with work, if you've been struggling with work-life balance, if you've been struggling with trying to find rest and whether your identity has been caught up in work and you think that that's all too much, I'm going to invite you to come down the front as the band is playing our next song and just come into a time where I'm going to say a word that we often wonder what it means. I invite you to come and repent of placing your work, your activity, the thing that is not who you are, above Christ's identity of who you are. If, if you feel uncomfortable coming down the front, just stay where you are and pray. So I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to lead in prayer. Oh, Lord God, you challenge us to be restored, to be renewed, to be refreshed. 
You challenge us to look not at leisure, not at the activities of the, of the things that we can afford to buy and put in front of us. You challenge us to look to be rested in you. To be rested, not to try and achieve an identity through the work that we do, the career that we have. But to be rested in your presence. To be rested, we abide in who you see us to be. To know that the power of God is upon us and giving us strength. And Lord, if Lord, if today that we have placed our identity as being our work above the identity of who you've created us to be, restored, made whole, made beautiful through your saving grace. Lord, we ask that we come into a time of repentance and just really seek Seek you in our lives. Seek you in our restoration. Seek you in our rest. Lord, if, if we're carrying heavy burdens, if we're trying to do it all alone, Lord, help us to come to you to find rest. find strength to carry on because we hand over our burdens to you. And Lord, we just pray all these things in your name. Amen. So as you sing the, this next song, if there's, there's something that's coming upon you right now, if you want to repent of placing work in front of God, if you want to repent of of placing other things, of seeking leisure instead of rest. Let us just pray together. Let's make this a time of repenting to our God and finding forgiveness and restoration.